Welcome to the Home Loan NBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice, even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, where we demystify the home loan process. Uh, With us today is a good friend, Brenda Quintana. Uh, Brenda currently serves as Assistant Vice President of Marketing for Security Title Agency here in Arizona, and she also serves as the President of the Greater Phoenix Chapter of the National Association of uh, Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, most commonly known as NAREP. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me here today. Awesome. Well, you know, we want to learn about you, about, uh, you know, what brought you to the industry today is really about learning what organizations like NAREP and Security Title do for the industry and and help us, you know, help all our listeners know uh, about all these organizations that they, you know, for the most part may not be aware of, right? Uh, right. They're not in the industry, right? And so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what's your background and, you know, where you're from and what got you into real estate? Well, I'm a native of Arizona and um, I'm 49 years old. I'm probably the youngest grandmother of nine. (laughs) I have nine grandchildren, Uh, five children, all girls. So yes, it's amazing that I still have hair and I'm not dying. (laughs) It's not gray. Um, But it's very, before my fourth husband, he he doesn't have any. So (laughs) that's where he took the brunt of it, I would say, for the five daughters. I know the feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, but but they're great. They're, I have a very 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 big family, and and it's a lot of fun when we're all together. But um, let's see. I uh, grew up here in Phoenix, and um, I've watched it grow and develop. Um, my background is uh, the title and escrow industry. Um, I started in banking. I would say about twenty eight years ago with Bank of America. And then I kind of went into processing loans. And then I got an opportunity to go into um, to title and escrow. So that's basically the gist of it. <laughs> that's how I started. So you've seen quite a bit of the industry then during that time and uh, experienced oh, yeah. different parts of it, right? Exactly. Well, There's lots of changes over the years. And obviously with just the economy and the growth in Arizona, I've seen, I've seen it. She's from orchards to, to you know, small little communities to now. Oh my gosh, there's malls everywhere and freeways everywhere. I mean, there's just a lot of growth here in Arizona, which is exciting for us. The great, great time to be in the real estate market. So, what led you to be in uh, title and escrow? To go back to that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so when I was involved with the loan side of it um we always dealt with title and escrow right so it's part of the process but i always thought like what's a good career move like what's always going to be there um and kind of like a mechanic always has to work on a car somebody's always Mm -hmm. buying a car or selling a car and always needs to be worked on i figured 
Well, title and escrow, somebody's always selling or buying or refinancing. I felt like it was a pretty secure industry to be in. So that's kind of how um, I chose that career. But I will tell you about 25 years ago, I had an opportunity to switch from banking and it was an entry level position, but it was a great opportunity for me. And I learned so much, like from the front desk, within six months, I was an escrow assistant. And then I was an escrow officer within a year for uh, First American Title. And I did that for about seven years. And I was so blessed for somebody to recognize that um, I was sociable and creative. And, and I learned really fast that I was offered a position in marketing. So um, I started from the beginning at that desk, and now I'm <laughs> where I'm at today. And I'm so blessed for that opportunity. You know, I, sometimes when you think that it's not a great position, it's a way in. And that's what we have to do sometimes, just take a chance. Exactly. That's how I got in. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned like you, you've grown th through this part of the marketing and uh, in title and escrow. What, can you tell me about a time where like your decision, like when you were like justified, you felt like this is why I did it. This is right. This is the right oh, place for me. You know, it, um, well, I mean, I learned a lot and I got to a point, but when I started seeing that it was more than just a job, it was more fulfilling for me to um, start not only just helping my clients and helping them with their business. I realized that there was a lot more to it. Like, like getting involved with organizations, you know, that I wasn't just going to collect a paycheck. I was going to to use my experience and my talent and whatever it is that I picked up along the way to help more people. And so that was a great opportunity for me to be where I'm at today. I mean, I've served on the the um, real estate uh, real estate associations, WeMar, we serve now. Um, I was a director with them, and then I also served on the Asian Association, which I'm not Asian, but, you know, I was diversity, and I wanted to learn more about different cultures and bring it together. And then I took all that experience, and now I'm the president of NARP Greater Phoenix. I mean, you know, I, I just feel so blessed for the road that I traveled to get me to where I am today. So I have a bigger audience and I have more to offer than ever before. Oh, great. And so tell us a little bit about NARUP. You know, what is it and, um, you know, how does it benefit the end customer, right? The people buying homes. Well, um, NARUP is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. We are over 40,000 members strong nationwide. We are the largest Hispanic association we have over 130 chapters um, nationwide. Uh, here locally, we have about 250 members. Um, it's been a little bit of a challenge this year because you know everything is virtual, but um, we have never fallen off the map. When we're ready to go again, we've been doing virtual events monthly um, and trying to stay in communication with all of our members and our partners. And, um, so basically, um, this organization is to help um, the Hispanic community across the, the whole nation where we fight for sustainable Hispanic homeownership. So we advocate for policies that support that. Um, 
it's so much bigger than just me, truly. It's uh, our co-founder is um, Jerry Acosta. He is the CEO of um, NARUP. We're on our 20th year anniversary. So it's, it's just so amazing what talent that they bring to all of the realtors through education that we get and we bring to um, the buyers and sellers. So you guys can be the uh, source of information to help them grow in the community. That's great. Uh, you know, you mentioned some policies and whatnot. Do you have any examples of uh, recent policies in NARP? Uh, you know, people may not be aware well, of. We get behind. Bid. I know FHA is a big one. So they're always making sure that, you know, that that they're represented. Um, and then uh, DACA is another one. DACA is probably one of the biggest policies that we get behind because, you know, there's so many, I, I believe, I want to say, I, I don't remember the exact number, but, you know, it, what a difference it would become for your real estate community if those DACA recipients can become homeowners, right? And not have to struggle with high interest rates and no federally backed loans, um, you know? So those are things that would help improve our real estate market. So uh, those are some examples of, of how we get behind policies. So basically when we come together, we ask for the Latino community to vote and to have their voices heard. So, you know, it just doesn't, they're not like political pawns. They're, they're actually, we're actually making a difference in the community. Great. And, and to be honest with you, uh, as far as DACA, like it's really interesting that, uh, and I really appreciate the work that you guys do because most DACA uh, people, you know, recipients don't know that they could apply for a home and get a home mortgage. Uh, or there's a lot of misinformation out uh, out there that they feel that this home ownership thing is is a far fetched dream, when it's cer certainly available to them. And um, you know, it's I, at least on my side, it's always something I have to, you know, admit to have to dispel for people. And I love that you guys bring that to the forefront as well. Right, right, and it's all about education. So we do go to a national conference in D.C., which we weren't able to do this year. But when we go there, we meet the politicians and we get to legislate. We go meet our legislators, local legislators, so we can talk about the issues that are pertaining to our state and um, in the real estate community. So um, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing experience. I've met so many wonderful people all over the country. And, um, you know, we're, we all have the same mindset, the same mission, you know, sustainable Hispanic homeownership is, is the ultimate goal. Now tell me, I mean, you, you, you're a busy woman with work and family, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah. what's the, the process for you for be, accepting this position that I, you know, this certainly takes time. Oh, well, I have four, four and a half years in with NARUP. And, um, you know, it's all about community. It's about serving and volunteering a lot of your time. You know, we don't, I don't get paid for this. All my directors don't get paid for it. We just have a bigger purpose in mind. So what I've learned over time was, great skills, you know, being part of a big organization. I learned how to, um, you know, manage my time. I've learned to delegate. I've learned so many 
skills, like 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 running a small company <laughs> with, <laughs> with with the oversight of national, and that's awesome because they do support us in many ways. We have a CRM, I have a coach. We want to make sure that we're on you know on point on, on what our mission is. But it's really it's been a great experience for me in growth personally. Thank you. And so as you've been on this with NARUP now and, you know, in the Phoenix area real estate industry for a long time, in your eyes, what is one common myth about Hispanics and real estate that is always out there? Mm, I think that there's this perception of, well, you know, that most, the majority of them always go FHA, but um, I think that there's this misperception of them not being able to qualify for a certain loan, you know, or the income isn't there or the credit isn't there. You know, it's overcoming those barriers. Um, I mean, I don't know what you see personally. I'm, I'm on this side, but um, just, just letting them know that they, that, you know, that their mattress money could be turned into a bank account and their, you know, their, the credit issues that they deal with. I mean, like they can justify paying bills and, and being able to, to get the home that you have the American dream, right? I mean, isn't that the ultimate goal? So I, I personally feel, and what I see is that I think those are their biggest challenges is, you know, wanting to have, they have some money, you know, they don't have the credit, they have to justify, you know, where this money comes from. So, um, and, and you probably experience that more than anybody, Ivan, because they come <laughs> to you first, you know. Exactly. And, you know, and I, I see that with, uh, with, with a lot of minority communities as well, that, uh, that misconception of, you know, this, this maybe isn't for me uh, when it really is for them. Uh, and right, being, able, right. being able to turn that mattress money and, quirky situations uh, for working class people that can that can be a home, uh, whereas they may have never even considered it in the past. Right, uh, right. And a lot of them have been renting for a very, very long time and they're not building any equity. And, you know, that's our biggest asset. And that's how a lot of the Hispanics in our communities build wealth, you know. Um, I don't know if you've actually looked into NARUP um, Hispanic Wealth Project, but it's a real big eye opener. If you go to narupgreaterphoenix.org or just narup.org, you can pull up those reports and they give you all the stats for the Hispanic community. And it's very, very impressive. But one thing I think is most important is that it really opens your eyes onto how we don't um, save, how we don't build wealth. You know, we, um, we like to spend a lot of money. I'm probably, my husband always says, Brenda, you'd be a self-made millionaire if you just stopped shopping. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but, but, you know, we're not taught these things. And, you know, and, and what it shows you in there is that only like 4% actually have, um, you know, diversified funds in, in the stock market. Um, only 15% um, leave a retirement plan or have a retirement plan or leave wealth for their children. You know, they don't, we don't think of these things. I think the generations to come are thinking like that, but it's part of educating. And, and you know, my parents, 
you know, are from like the 40s. So, you know, they're pretty much out of a recession or a Great Depression, and they don't have that kind of training or mindset. And I think it's just a familiar thing in our, um, in the Latino community. So education is key here. And for our listeners, for our listeners, those uh, that report and that uh, research will be linked in our show notes so that you could uh, see it for yourself. Uh, Now, you know, one of the other things that goes along with education is trusting somebody, right? Uh, Within our community is having that trust that that person that you are giving them all your financial things is going to take care of you. Um, what have you seen uh, has been the biggest uh, de- determinant of trust within the Hispanic community? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, let's see. I would say, I mean, it's probably everyday people that they deal with. I mean, we've seen in the banking industry people predatory lending with our own you know, race and they, they really abused a lot of those privileges because the Hispanic community trusted their own race. I mean, we've, we've seen this. And so I think that, um, you know, we can overcome those things by really showing people we care and, and teaching them that, you know, there are good people out there. There's good people, just, it's just like everything, right? There's good loan officers, there's bad loan officers, there's, there's good uh, realtors, there's bad realtors. So um, I guess overcoming those things, they're just trying to put out the information and letting them make the right decision with people who are validated in this, in this industry. I guess that would be the best way to go about it. And, you know, as we're talking about the industry and, you know, there's obviously good and bad, like you mentioned, uh, let's, you know, let's, let's think for the future here. What is one thing that you would change about the industry? Uh, I wish we'd come together more. I, 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 I wish that lenders would share more information with other lenders. I'd like to see realtors share more information with other realtors. It's just so competitive and I just feel like if we can all come together, we can do that through organizations and so forth. Um, but everybody has their own little niche, you know, but we're all part of the same family. So I, I would love for everybody to share their ideas more and not feel so intimidated that somebody's going to steal your ideas or your business from you. Yeah, that's certainly uh, that competitive spirit can be cutthroat at times, but it's <laughs> it's about it's about networking and, and building our industry together, right? Uh, right? That's what gives us that's what gives us that lobby in Washington to make things better um, if yeah. we're together rather than we're apart. Uh, you know, and you've been successful in your career. Uh, I want to take it maybe a little more personal level, as we have people here that are listening that may want to get into our business or that you know, again, are trying to judge the character of the people they're working with, right? Uh, whether right. they're buying their first home or their investment properties. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, maybe who are the three people that have helped you flourish in your career, whether they worked in real estate or not? Um, what about those three people uh, helped you flourish? Hmm. Boy, nothing like being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you always got to thank your parents, you know, I mean, they really 
they push you to be better than they were, you know, I mean, you know, and really choose a career that's going to be there 10 years from now. So I would say um, my father was a big inspiration to me. Um, he was a he was just a hard, hard worker, and he instilled that in me. So whatever I do, I give 100% all the time. And, you know, those things build integrity. So if somebody is not looking, at the end of the day, I know I gave 100%. That's, that's what my dad gave me. Um, there are many people, I think, who contributed along the way. I just don't have anything um, one particular person I've, I've learned so much from from different experiences where i just wanted to be successful in my own right you know i i i've worked with so many wonderful people that just encourage me to just do the best i can i don't think there's just one particular person that plays that role for me it's 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 everybody that i've met along the way and over those years it's been a lot of people right you've seen people come in yeah. and out of the industry uh so as we mentioned like you you've seen a lot of people come in and out of it out of the real estate industry mm -hmm. over the years from your point of view um obviously you you're not involved mm -hmm. with uh with everybody in their day-to-day -day job but what have you seen are the qualities of the people that stay long-term? Maybe some things that just come to mind. Oh, okay. That's a great question. Um, there are some people that have been around for a long, long time. And I've had clients, geez, for like 16 years. And what's made them so successful is they do coaching, they're disciplined. They all have a plan in place, which I love because, you know, I'm so grateful. I've learned from their traits and I'm, I want to be just like them. I want to be around for a long time, too. But um, I would say those are probably the most um, uh, traits that I, I feel like that are, are, are most valuable or, or their organizational skills. Um, you know, they, they've been in communication. They have great CRMs. They keep in touch with their clients. Like everything, I always tell my clients, like, we have a very similar job. Um, you know, I do marketing for a title company. You guys are salespeople just like me. So, you know, we always have to be in front of people and, you know, we, we have to work those relationships and that's what I need to do also, you know? So, um, I think those are the best traits, you know, they're, they're staying on track and they're, they're, um, staying in touch with their customers just like I have to. Exactly. Uh, this, this certainly is a relationship-based business uh, more than, uh, you know, sometimes the news and the media wants to make it like a commodity, like it's something you could go get anywhere. Uh, oh, but really no. is about relationship, right? Absolutely. You know, some of the realtors and lenders that I've met over the years are my best friends and they're still in my life. And uh, even if I wasn't in this industry, I mean, I made so many great relationships along the way on my board my board of directors are just wonderful people i mean i i just feel really lucky to be a part of this industry and and to grow with it throughout the years 
Well, thank you, Brenda. Uh, one thing, let's see, like if you had the crystal ball, where do you <laughs> see the real estate industry going in the next five years? Here what locally, I yeah. think that it's going to be kick butt. <laughs> no, yeah. and here's why. Because um, I believe the statistics from Tina Tambor with Cromford Report says just in the last year, 68,000 people moved here from California alone. We have so much growth still. We have um, big corporations wanting to come here. So we have job growth. We have a housing shortage, which isn't wonderful, but that will keep our values up and, you know, supply and demand. So I think we're in a really, really good position here in Arizona. So, you know, I think we have a little bit of job security for a little while, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, we'll be in the industry for a while, uh, I think, because of uh, our relationship building as well and how we met as yes. well. Now, um, to finish here, one thing that we did forget to mention about you is that you love golf. I love uh, to golf. And that you know, uh, you know all the cool places in Arizona to go. So we have we have listeners from throughout the nation, uh, and obviously it's going to be uh, in the next few months. It's going to be a perfect time to visit Arizona and golf. Give us oh, your yeah. uh, three best golf courses for people to come visit. Oh my gosh, the Carolyn's beautiful. I golf at the Wigwam quite a bit, uh, and the Biltmore. Um, and where else? Oh, I just went to Elephant Rock up in Williams with a whole bunch of friends and that was so fun. It was beautiful. I highly recommend that that golf course too. <laughs> awesome. So there you go. If you friends, like to we... golf, Ivan, I'll I'll take you out for a foursome. We can have some fun out there. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so there we go, my friends. We have uh, you have some recommendations to come visit uh, here, the great state of Arizona, uh, and uh, it's going to get cold wherever you are in most places. So come visit. <laughs> and yes. uh, Brenda, thank you so much for being with us today uh, to share your knowledge and your experience, uh, especially with our Hispanic community uh, in. You know, our minority communities need that help and need that support and, and need that those trustworthy people like yourself. Uh, so that we well, Thank you so much for uh -huh. having me. I really appreciate it. And re remember, you can visit notgreaterphoenix.org. Uh, and we also have a convention that's coming up. So if you get a chance, just check it out. It's called Latitude. Lots of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and we uh, hope to see you soon on our next uh, um next event whatever that may be <laughs> and to our listeners remember if you want to learn more we'll have links in our show notes and anything you want to learn about NARIP uh, will be linked there as well and if you have any questions regarding these initiatives or something feel free to reach out to me on, on my social media which is linked as well the opinions given here are of the respective host and guests they are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans NMLS 1857499, which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194 and a California Finance Lenders Law license of 60DBO117389. The host, Ivan Aragon, is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 
1468842 and the originator license of 1003203 and additionally has his California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO1468842.